What's up? This is Chloe Pavlik. And this is Brandon Rose, and you're tuned into The Work. This week, we had a great conversation with a first-round pick from the Washington Wizards, Troy Brown Jr. from Las Vegas, and he's been doing the work. We had a great conversation about how he's been helping the homeless community with Project 150 in his hometown of Vegas. He spoke at length about his involvement with the Special Olympics all the way dating back to high school. And most recently, he covered off on how he was protesting with his teammates and the WNBA players in support of the Black Lives Matter movement. Troy, so thank you for coming on today. As you know, we always start off our show with this question. When did you first realize that you were Black? Um, I would say the first time I like really took into account like my skin color when I was black was probably in elementary school, uh, just like going to recess and like just little stuff like that of like, you know, like kind of having different moments of being like, oh, okay, like the pigment of my skin like makes me different. That was like when I really started to like learn like how like the world works and how different stuff like comes together. So, so sometime in elementary school for sure. Yeah, and you're from Vegas. So what was the dynamic in that school? Like, when did you start to get comfortable with that difference? Like, when did you start to get comfortable with the fact that you were a Black man in America, obviously? Well, I mean, for me personally, like, my parents did a very good job of, like, like, I could come to them about anything. And so, like, just talking about all this stuff that would happen in school and, like, my parents would kind of address it as such. Like, you know, I feel like a lot of parents don't really give their kids that, like, no, like, you have to take into account, like, you are a Black male in America right now. Like, and so my parents did a good job of like preparing me like that, not making me prejudiced or like making me racist or anything like that, but just giving me that insight to let me know of like, like hey, like you have to be careful out here. Like you have to know that your pigment of your skin makes you different and that you have to move a certain way. So, so yeah, I think that that made it a lot easier on me. And it's crazy to, to think about that our parents even have to make us aware or tell us those type of right. things when we're younger. And is there a moment that sticks out to you? Because for me, I can still remember the first time I was called the N-word on the basketball court. Mm. Um, for me personally, I mean, I don't think, just because, like, Vegas is so diverse, you know? Like, so, like, it's a, it's a passing state. So people come here, they go. So whether you're Mexican, whether you're white, Indian, like, it doesn't matter. Like, everybody's in class together. So I never really looked at it until, like, I really, like, started, like, feeling a certain type of way about it. So I don't have any particular moment in my head that made me like just feel that way. It was more of like, you can feel that tension of your like, you feel different or like you feel like you're being like singled out for something. And I was so young, I didn't really know what it was until my parents like sat me down and really was like, hey, like you have to take into account, like you, you're an African-American, like, and so, so yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's something that all of our parents have to consider and think about and, you know, Chloe and I were telling our stories about, you know, I got the Midwest kid shirt on, like I'm from the Midwest. So when I went to high right. school, I moved to an all white high school and that's when it was thrown in my mm. face. But for me, when I went to college, cause I went right. to Michigan, I know you went to Oregon and, and Chloe went to Maryland. So all, you know, less diverse schools to a certain extent. Right. And that's mm -hmm. when, um, for me, it was easier than high school. Um, but for a lot of people that I knew in the black community, it was actually harder for them because they were, it was more mm. isolating or they didn't have the resources. I know Chloe, you went to Maryland. How was that for you? Yeah, i going to Maryland was the best thing for me because, you know, the DMV and Maryland being in Prince George's County, one of the most affluent black counties in America, it was the first time where I really saw 
I don't want to say successful black people, but it was the first time I was surrounded by that, like doctors, lawyers, like all my friends' parents had graduated from college. And I talked about how when I grew up, that was like an anomaly for you to go to college and graduate. So that's where I got comfortable because I was finally surrounded by more black people. Because like you said, be in the Midwest, it's it's different. But Troy, it sounds like you were lucky enough in Vegas to just be around diversity all the time. Yeah. So you didn't necessarily struggle as much with that, even though you could obviously feel the tension at times of you being black. Right. Yeah. So one thing, though, I do want to talk about especially with basketball, I feel like basketball has been a vehicle for so many of us for change. And how has it helped you on your journey and why is it so important to use basketball as a way to give back? Um, well, for me personally, like, you know, the whole like, I'm not a role model stuff, like that's not true. Like you can't go into being like, you can't be an NBA player and not feel like you have any responsibilities, you know, like you, you owe it to the kid. Cause you were once that kid looking up to somebody like, you know? And so for me personally, it's just like about taking that responsibility, like give back and just to make sure that like kids don't feel so like left out. Cause that was the biggest thing for me. Like I'm from Vegas. So like nobody makes it out of here. So for me, it was like, no, like I'm going to be the one to make it out. And I just want to give back to the community because I felt so hopeless at a, at a time where I was just like, nobody, don't, nobody makes it out of here, you know? And so giving back for me just means so much more because, like, I know how much I would appreciate it when I was a kid if somebody would have kind of, like, just showed me the ropes or at least, like, came back to the community, the community and, like, gave back. So, so yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. I think uh, being that visual for other people is so important, right? Because you can't become what you, you haven't seen before. So right. just being there in that space and with those kids makes such an impact. But you, you've taken a step beyond that because, yeah. you know, you've helped the homeless, you've sponsored your high school team, you've done all these different things in the community. So how did you kind of pick what angles you wanted to take, you know, from giving back to sport, giving back to homeless, um, and kind of tell us a little bit more about your projects within them? Well, I think, like, the first thing for me is, like, coming into the NBA, like, I had to really sit down with my dad and, like, talk to him about what I thought was important. Like, you know, like what things really touched me. And like, so working with like Project 50 and like homeless high school kids, like that was something I dealt with like firsthand. Like kids I would go to school with coming to intramurals and playing in the same shoes that they were walking around in. Like that bothered me. Like that at a young age, I knew that wasn't right. Like that's not okay. And so for me, it was just more so about just picking what I thought was really important and making sure I keyed in on them and that that was really it from there and then it just kind of took off to be something more than that of just like trying to give back to the community as much as possible so and Troy I feel like you have done so much for your community and I know also too this summer you marched with your team the mystics the people yeah. of DC and I want to know would you consider yourself an activist um I mean, for me personally, like just because I know how much time and effort people put into being an activist, I would say no, because I have guys like Bradley Bill who like organized the whole like march and stuff like that. And then like, obviously like, you know, Natasha Cloud that played for the Mystics that's literally sitting out this whole season just to inform people about what's going on in the black community. So I wouldn't consider myself an activist just because I know how much time and effort 
they put into it, but I definitely would say it means a lot to me. And it's just something to where for me personally, I definitely give a lot back to it, but I don't think it's right for me humbly to say that I'm an activist just because I know how much time and effort those people are putting in as being leaders in our community. So. Yeah, well, I think it's a good combination of, you know, you're, you're taking steps to get involved and you're doing things, but you're also having reverence and respect for, for those that are on the front lines of it. Um, so right. I think that's, that's a special combination to have, right? Um, but I'm, I'm curious, you mentioned, and Chloe mentioned kind of the protests and we saw what you did for Juneteenth. And it's interesting that I didn't know Brad was behind a lot of that. But yeah, yeah. kind of what went into that conversation, you know, it was, it was very cool to see that both teams came together, you and your sisters from the WNBA as well. So yeah, yeah walk us through kind of how that came together, what the conversation was like, how the team decided to all go out together and do it and, and what that experience was like for you. Well, the whole thing, like, it was just something that we talked about, like, in our group chat. And, like, um, I'll, like, 100%, like, give Brad a lot of credit. Brad, Yamahimi, Ishmith. Um, and they were the ones from our side of the NBA side of things, like, kind of organizing things and just letting us know, like, this isn't right. Like, we need to do something about this and kind of take a stand on things and really show people that this means a lot to us. And so uh, from that side, you know, it just it just started like snowball effect, like people just started hopping on board. And so it really touched us a lot. And we came back and they had put a lot of the stuff together. They made it really easy on us to support and to have a voice and to be able to show support in that manner, you know. So they definitely did a great job of organizing that and put that together. And so I feel like it was a great thing for D.C. And just a great example, because a lot of people weren't doing that from a players perspective of including WNBA players which a lot of people you know like I don't feel like they get a lot of credit and so to include them with a lot of the stuff that we were doing with that I felt like meant a lot to us so, so yeah I love that piece because I do feel like the WNBA they're at a lot of they're they're at the forefront of a lot of different movements every mm -hmm. single season and so I love that you guys were able to work together partner together and one thing I love about just DC in general, when I think about Tosh, uh, John, because I know he gives a lot to DC and a right. lot back to Raleigh, same thing with Brad. And now it sounds like you do, obviously, as well, because I know you worked with the Boys and Girls Club in Special Olympics. Tell me a bit about that. Um, so, so I actually did Special Olympics in high school. Like, that was my thing. Like, every summer we would do that. And it was just just giving back, you know, like, same thing. Like, people have their own struggles that they go through and there's kids that have like autism and disabilities and stuff like that. And they want to be NBA players, but based off of their situation, they can't perform the activities that they want to do, you know? And so just being able to give back and go sit in front of those kids and like, like I said, like, just give them an example. Like, Hey, like we're regular people just like you, like don't take anything like too serious. Don't beat yourself up. Like we're just here to have fun and play basketball. And so with that, you know, the wizards, uh, actually brought that opportunity to me to just go play on that platform and to do that again. So it was definitely, definitely good to be around it and, you know, very familiar with it. So it was, it was cool. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, that's amazing, man. I mean, I feel like it's, as an NBA player, you know, you have so many obligations and so many things come to your doorstep. Uh, but it's amazing that you've taken the time and, and the wherewithal to be involved in so many different things. Um, so I'm just curious, kind of, how do you um, kind of think about your impact, right? So 
obviously, you know, you've been involved from protesting to homelessness to Special Olympics. Like, how do you think about your own impact and the impact that you can make in a long-term perspective? Um, well, I mean, for me personally, it's, it's more about what's progressive, you know, at the end of the day, like it doesn't matter whether I'm helping the homeless or whether we're talking about social injustices or what, whatever is right and needs to be addressed. That's what I'm going to do, you know? And so that's just more of my mindset. I don't really look at it as more of like a me trying to be an activist or like trying to be like, you know, just out there. It's just like, we know what's right and we know what's wrong. And so, you know, I'm going to pick with the side of right every time. And so it's just more so of having that mindset and making sure that we're making progression in this world and that we're doing the right things. So, so that's really it for me personally. And I want to bring it back to Troy, to the part where you talked about how there wasn't anyone that you saw obviously in Las Vegas, who was that role model for you. So as you do give back to your community and also give to DC and you see these younger athletes coming up, what's the advice mm. that you would give to them? Uh, from a like basketball perspective or just like from a... I would say from just being involved with their communities and even starting mm. at a young age, because for you, right. I know you talked about you did Special Olympics in high school. Yeah. Um, well, for me personally, like, I would just say, like, if you feel strongly about something, you should you, you should go about it a certain way and you should not feel afraid to do that. Like, I feel like a lot of people are afraid to be who they are based off of expectations and, you know, just like how social media is and like people feel like they have to be somebody they're not. And at the end of the day, you know, being a good person is something that is, you know, not really a uh, rewarded a whole lot you know and so at the end of the day for me personally it's just like you should start young you should build your resume and just kind of have that background of taking care of stuff that you feel is important to you you know like that's the biggest thing like if it really burns you inside to watch somebody else struggle and you want to help you shouldn't be afraid to go do that and feel judged for it you know like and so at the end of the day that's all I would say to somebody young that's trying to get into it because that was the biggest thing for me Cause like when I was younger, when we did the, when we did the uh, special Olympic stuff, like people didn't think that was cool. Like my teammates mm -hmm. would be like, Oh, you're going to do that. Like you, like, you're not going to school so you can do that. Like this and that. And it was just like, at the end of the day, I know why I'm here. I know what my purpose is and I know how much this means to me. And if I didn't go, it would eat me alive compared to the fact that I am here with these kids and kind of just trying to have a voice and show them what it is like, like, you know, and at that time I was only in high school. So <laughs> when you, well, when your teammates would say that, though, at that point in time, because, you know, we were younger, what did you what did you say back? For me, I was like, it, I would put it in perspective. I would always be like, so you're really about to sit here and try to clown me because I'm going to help kids that have special needs. Like, you're really trying to sit here and make me feel bad about that. Like, that would be my response to them. And I would like, at the end of the day, I would just leave it at that because I have nothing to prove to you. Like, at the end of the day, I know what I'm doing is something that really means something to me and I wouldn't be doing it if it didn't and all I'm trying to do is make a difference in a city where we don't have a lot of we don't have a lot of leaders a lot of guys that are going out here and doing a whole lot so for me like I said it meant the world to me to do stuff like that so that's amazing man I'm, I, I mean when I hear you talk I just hear confidence right that's what comes to mind right even from the time you're in high school to the time now you don't you just think about hey this is right so I'm going to do it um, right. But I think, you know, the era, maybe a couple of eras previous, it wasn't necessarily that black or white. It was kind of, oh, this is going to maybe impact my endorsement deal or this mm -hmm. might do X, Y and Z. So 
is there a role model or is there something that has inspired that confidence in you or just given you that freedom to be able to just say, hey, this is what's right. We're going to do it. Um, I would just say my mom and dad, like we're very big people in my life of just like being who you are. Like, you know, like they, they instilled that in me a lot. Like when I was younger, just because I was like, I was different. I didn't hang out with everybody else. I wasn't doing what all my friends were doing. So they kind of understood what my mentality was and how much basketball meant to me and that like I cared more about the community than I did about hanging with my friends like that's just what how I was so them instilling in me like what I was doing was okay and that you know I need to continue doing it and like no matter if I make it to the NBA or if I'm retired I should keep that mentality like that definitely just having that somebody in your ear you know and it's all about people in your circle telling you that what you're doing is okay and you know kind of just you know, those positive reinforcements, I feel like everybody needs it to instill that confidence in them. So I feel like my parents did a great job with that. That's, that's awesome. And it's just great to have two parents that support you and also instill all of those different things in you. And I, we keep talking, you keep bringing up your parents. So I love yeah. that. <laughs> um, they did great. Um, Thanks. <laughs> but so all your different initiatives and things that you spearheaded and have been a part of when you do these things, do you also like tell a teammate, tell a friend, try to bring your family into it? Or is this just something you do it? And if people want to come with you, that's cool. But if not, no matter what, I'm gonna do this. Um, I would definitely say the second choice of just like, hey, I'm gonna throw this out here. Like, I'm gonna put it on my social media, like I'm gonna send it to you guys that you guys know. But at the end of the day, like I said, you can't make somebody be who you are. So it's like, if it doesn't mean that much to you, I'm not gonna judge you. I'm not gonna take it any type of way. But this is definitely the opportunity to do this. Because that was the biggest thing for me when I was growing up is having the opportunities to be able to make a difference and so like I, I kind of put it out there and I just like let people know like hey this is what we're doing and if you want to be a part of it I would appreciate it but if not I mean I know how much this means to me so I'm gonna go get it done that's amazing man well we appreciate your time and thank you for coming on the work is there anything else that you wanted to plug or, or give a shout out for um I mean I mean, I guess I would say like shout out to Project 150 for help, like helping me be able to give back to homeless high school kids and don't be afraid to use your voice, don't be afraid to use your platform. That would be the biggest thing I would say for sure. That's a great one. No, I appreciate you, man. Thank you. This is great. Yeah, yeah I appreciate it, y'all. Thank you.